0: MMA in the NBA. That is Alton Ellis and the flames, man, from Jamaica. Some old-time ska reggae, man. What do you think of that Kazono-san, man? Good stuff. That is think, sweet. That is like
1: raw, it. right? Yeah, man. I'm not, I'm not uh, too familiar with the, the genre of reggae. I'm kind of a reggae noob. Yeah. Okay and everything but
0: yeah, it's all like that i can get down oh that is i yeah, mean man. that is cold right there man i'll 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 see if i can get a little bit info but that uh uh by the way but uh, it's life mma in the nba i'm your host dj sam marco along with uh, my co-host nick Kazono, who is here our uh our heavy metal bass player our nursing student in training and our resident sociologist uh, and uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, unfortunately, we're missing Will this week, so uh, Will I think is going to be joining us after he takes care of some business uh, with the family. But uh, but for now, you got us, and we're gonna get started on UFC uh, 259 review, right, Nick? That's right. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good, a lot of meat on the bone, baby to chew a lot on. Of meat if, on the bone. if I wasn't a vegan, that's what I'd be chewing on. But. <laughs> Uh, so that song is called Rock Steady by Alton Ellis and the Flame, or Alton, Alton Ellis and the Flames. Take a guess what year that that track at least was released or published. Mm, 78. Wow. 1966, man.
1: Damn.
0: Way right? off. Jeez. Right? I mean, I wow. wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have known that, man. Wow. But, but I'm going to do a little bit of research to figure out um, what if that sounds like a Lee Perry kind of a jam? He was uh, one of the early uh, sound uh, recording producers that produced uh, Bob Marley before. You know all the stuff that became real famous from Bob Marley that that whole album Legend, I think it's called. You know all those famous songs that was after Lee Perry. If you get his name was Lee Scratch Perry man, and if you listen to that stuff. That's the Bob Marley you really want to hear. That's the raw, not the one where they went to England and recorded. This is before that. Uh, in fact, you know they're called Bob Marley and the Whalers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a couple of members of the band Bunny Whaler, and I can't remember the other sibling's name. And Bob took booked them a tour in England. They went up to England, and they're like, yo, fuck this cold and wet. Of course, they, you know, they had no, no kind of cold weather clothes and yeah. Wellington boots and everything else and thermal socks. And they're like, yo, man, I'm going back to the island, man. I can't take it anymore. Now, I don't think he knew that Bob Marley was going to turn into a one of a kind, all time icon that would not only go on to represent reggae, but he is associated. He's like a cultural ambassador for the nation of Jamaica. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe. Like, what's the first curating when you say Jamaica? What's the first name you think of? Yeah, man, Bob Marley.
1: I don't know that much about Jamaica, but yeah, I think Bob. Marley. Yeah, <laughs> He'd I be mean, a noob.
0: People <laughs> are gonna think Bob Marley. Him. Yeah, and, and the the uh, the sprinter, uh, help me out with the sprinter's name. The phenomenal wow. runner. Now I can't think of his name. That's a, oh Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. He's Jamaican. Oh yeah. I oh it. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Jamaican. I was man. gonna
1: say Usain Bolt, but I didn't know if he was Jamaican.
0: Yeah, the Jamaican. the um the if you watch any of the documentaries about Usain Bolt and you see in Jamaica where he's from and this like like high school track that they're working out at it, man, he's just that dude was like I mean, when he when he would walk out onto the track you know, big guy, like six foot two or three, you know, taller than these shorter, stockier guys. And he'd be like, hey, man, it's over, man. This race over before we even start, man. <laughs> you know, he just had another gear. It was really, yeah. to watch Usain Bolt was like, uh, he's an athlete that that it may be many years before we see another uh, athlete like him. And he retired at the right time where he's not going to go through the losing Olympics and all that stuff. So... I don't know how we got that far away from UFC 259, an outstanding card with a lot of meat on the bone, but uh, we're going to chew it up. And before I get into my diatribe, which Nick has probably already read in because I, I left a, a voice, an angry voice message for these guys about Izzy and Jan, I want to uh, get your thoughts. So just at the outset, give us uh, how the fight ended, what time, blah, 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 blah
1: talking about main event yes main event what it was decision via yep. for yep don blackovich you know went five rounds it, it was went all competitive, five rounds. competitive competitive yep. fight you know some people had jan up ahead some people maybe had izzy two, you know two two and fifth round kind of won all the marbles, but i mean i'd have to rewatch it to see kind of where i fall on that but it was close but yeah jan you know decision. Made unanimous decision unanimous decision when and everything for jan huge one for him and everything I, I feel like he never really gets the respect that he deserves
0: the, you almost picked him too <laughs> anybody man. you you you, you I, thought about it nick and you backed off man you did
1: i mean is, <laughs> I, I was on the easy train and i, I still am Mm -hmm. You know, I I just think after this fight, you saw kind of his ceiling of what he could do. You know, a lot of us foresaw him sort of, and I think Brian Campbell from Morning Combat kind of talked about this where, you know, he was on board, you know, he he almost had like the um, sort of Conor McGregor majestic kind of thing to him where it's just like, man if he's focused and he could just do he could go up to 170 and beat so and so and he could you know get that title back and he could do all he could do he could do no wrong you know if he's just focused that's why a lot of think a lot of people including myself sort of viewed izzy as like man if he just gets that two 205 pound title then he could just go up and Mm -hmm. maybe beat john jones and just be like a a three-time champ you know fighting two weight classes above his his uh, natural weight. and when we were, I was on board with that. I mean, at least the idea of it, not to say that he could actually do it, but then that kind of just got, came crashing down after this fight we saw
0: with. But, but Nick, the- people people come to this show not to find something positive, not to find joy in their life. They come <laughs> here to find out what's wrong, how the person's screwed. They could go to any podcast and hear somebody wax poetic about Jan, and we are going to do that. But you come here, we come here to find out what's wrong. Yeah. So. Definitely. Okay. So I'll give you my take and then, you know, feel free to chime in, you know, as okay. necessary. All right. Um, so as Nick and I both were, are you know, kind of jumped on the train, just like we did with Yair Rodriguez several years back. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people did with Conor McGregor. I didn't uh, for s- different reasons. Uh, because different competition, different skill set of guys that Conor was going against. I yeah. you know, I was the same
1: with McGregor too. I didn't like. I wasn't like, oh, he could just beat anybody, anybody. No, 170, because 170, 55, even 185. Like, I wasn't on the board, but I could. I can understand why people could maybe get on board with that, just because of his charisma, and he is a good fighter What the charisma. He's and a great his unique... fighter. He's a he's better than yeah. A he's good a great fighter. fighter. Yeah, I wouldn't say fighter. good. He's a great fighter. Yeah,
0: so. So with, with Izzy, the problem was is that, as I said on, on our, our chat, uh, our voice chat, all roads lead to Rome. You know you guys know that you know that saying from ancient Rome uh, and in the Italian peninsula, all roads lead to Rome. And in this case, in MMA, all roads lead to wrestling. And if you can't stop a takedown from a really good wrestler, in our sport, you're screwed. Your ceiling has just been found. It, you're, that that growth in the ceiling has just leveled off, and you're at the altitude that you're going to be at, and you're not going to go higher than that until, and unless and until, you learn to stop a takedown. So that was problem number one. Was Here was a guy who was a great mixed martial artist in Jan Blakowicz, that knew that his ceiling was a lot higher than a lot of us thought. Uh, he's proved everybody wrong. And he said, you know what? I can wrestle a little bit. And and you know what? I could definitely wrestle good enough to take this guy down. And he did. And that's all he needed to do to win this fight. Was to take Izzy. He, he didn't even do significant damage or ground and pound. Didn't mark him up. Anything, but he took him down. He held him down. He didn't as as Izzy himself said in the post fight. He didn't posture up to to land some heavy ground and pound, which would have given Izzy the space to try to escape. Instead, he stayed close. You could call it laying prey. I don't care what you call it. He won a legitimate five round decision. So that it was, was it. problem.
1: Yeah, it was the timing of it too. You know, it was fifth round. Yes, all all all's on the line. You know, you could see it. Two 2 But he took maybe him he down before that, though. He did. I think. Yeah, he, he took did. him at down more than fourth, once. I yes. Think. yes. Yeah, he did. He
0: got yeah, two takedowns.
1: Fourth. But it was towards the end of the fight, right? Sure. So yeah. That, it was. But I think that's significant because if he did it in the beginning, maybe he could have exerted more energy. Maybe maybe Izzy would have been more sort of able um, to defend it. Able to defend it because he is—is he is hard to take down?
0: You know, Joel <laughs> Romero really couldn't. He is no, no. Don't say. Don't even say that. You, let's not even. I'm not even going down the Yoel Romero road because Yoel Romero could Brunson take down. Take him down. Yoel Romero could take down anybody in the middleweight division if that's what he wanted to do. He, he atta- decided I'll not to do. I'll
1: say this. He attempted. Okay. If He really wanted. He attempted. He, whether, he he whether he decided that to get it or not. That,
0: that wasn't the way that he wanted to fight. He decided, True, but
1: that. he attempted. But he attempted. Okay, to do it. Yoel Whether Romero, he wanted to do it or not, whether he really wanted to take him down or not, he threw it out there. And Izzy defended it. No, you could okay. take
0: that as face value. You yes, can take that as. I, I won't take that at face value because if he took down Cale Sanderson, I'm pretty sure he could take down Israel Adesanya. There, many years ago, many years ago, he decided. Yuel Romero, what type of a fighter he, I know, wanted, he wanted to be, a be. Fighter. and We're that was what he be, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, what great, he great. wanted to do.
1: I know, I know. Whether I know. or not go he deci- if we start to yes, whether or not he <laughs> go got to a point and says,
0: ah, oh, you know, I think I'll reach and maybe take a shot. No, if he would have said, the matter the- is
1: though, a lot of guys had a hard time taking down his. Yeah,
0: but Yuel it- Romero was not. He would not have been one of them had he decided that that was how he wanted to fight. He Correct. decided he Correct. didn't want to fight that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to yeah. go out there and you know. And they had a, an absolute shit fight, where he yeah. thought he was going to knock him. He wanted to knock him out. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, Yoel Romero loves my, to my send people is, into space.
1: I think Jan did the later takedowns. I think was really strategic to win him the fight. And if he would have done it maybe early, maybe he could have done that for five rounds. First round, take him down. Maybe. Second round, take, maybe, maybe. But he was a little, he was a little gassed in that fifth round. He was definitely tired and he kind of knew like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm, I'll mix it up. Maybe his corner. I don't know what happened, but maybe his corner was like, Hey, oh, it was to brilliantly timed down. shot. It was no yeah. mistake. But it it wasn't deal.
0: Oh yeah. And he took it. he he, he took him down more than once and it was, it was a very well-timed shot.
1: Yeah. The time was
0: brilliant. Yeah. And, and as he was standing, so that was problem number one. Let me talk about problem number two, that our friend Luke Thomas, who both of us love and respect a lot, uh, from Morning Combat and 18 other platforms that he's on uh, talked about, which is the very vaunted and celebrated city kickboxing faint game. And you heard the broadcasters maybe mention it. I think they did, actually, in post-fight. I think DC mentioned it. They talked about getting Jan to bite on fakes. I think it's great that there's a faint game that they have that works so well that they, they can do certain things and test your reactions. And they were able to brilliantly get Jan to react. But where I'm going to push back on Eugene Behrman is that you can faint yourself right out of the fight. And that's essentially what Israel did. He never put together enough volume in anything to really hurt Jan, whether it was to his leg, he attacked the leg a little bit. He attacked the calf a little bit. He attacked the body a little bit. He landed some nice straight jabs and right hands a little bit. But he never put together enough strikes and became absolutely consumed with the faint game that they have that's revolutionary and beautiful. However, that is not going to win you the fight. And you saw it because he never did enough damage and got comfortable enough in his, for whatever reason to attack Jan and land strikes that would put Jan really, really on the defensive. And to that, I would say their faint game was to a fault.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it depends on... Like, for this style matchup, yeah, the faint game really does. That's all I'm
0: talking about. I don't care yeah, about what he did in other fights.
1: Oh, yeah, it's just the style, right? I mean, like, look at the Romero fight. Look at this fight. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You had guys. Well, very close, all, by the way. <laughs> very close, based on the fact that you had opponents that really didn't want to engage with him. You know, and he didn't he engage cautious. with them. Yeah, it's almost like Anderson Silva. And uh yes. what was it? He yes. had a couple fights like that where no one really wanted to get. It was talus latest i think yeah really there was more than him.
0: that Talos Latis latest couldn't strike with him at that time but yes but, but yeah there was other engaging, guys and so yeah.
1: anderson silva really didn't want to get me and there. maya Damian maya was another one yep or you know maya didn't really like rush forward and everything so it was like a five round like
0: it was bad it was very match. bad very bad
1: and i feel like there's a lot of uh similarities not exactly but there's definitely some similarities and you know but, Opponents that were more reserved and more calculated, and not just rushing in there and being like and putting themselves out there to to get hit, and for for uh for against Izzy like a Romero and like a Jan, I think that Luke Thomas mentioned that you know the game like the 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 method to beating Izzy was kind of there with Yoel Yoel just didn't he he needed to be more offensive, and he said. With Jan, he kind of took that same sort of game plan, being a little more reserved, not going out there and, like, rushing him. But with Jan, Jan was more aggressive. You know, Jan, Jan had his respect. Yeah. Jan, Jan, Jan was throwing. Jan was coming forward and throwing, too. He wasn't just, like, waiting there and just kind of defending and everything. It, so,
0: You know, with Yoel, Nick, I don't even want to really – as you said, you actually said it earlier. It's kind of like going down a rabbit hole. He's so not cerebral in what he's doing, that right now he could be champion, and he's not in the UFC at all. That's how crazy it is the way that he fights. And it, I don't know if you've ever seen the strike force fight where he fought um, Rafael uh, Feijao. No, this is the one he lost, right? He got I mean, exactly. he got blasted and knocked out by Hafael Feijao, and it was after that he was a very raw athlete. Uh, he moved around the cage a lot. He had you know, crazy cardio in his wrestling and he got blasted by Fajal and that really, I don't know if that changed him or not, but he just wanted to knock people out after that and you and I could could probably off the top of our head probably name like 10 guys like that, but yeah. there is nobody in the middleweight division that's, cl- not even Derek Brunson who you know, wasn't even at a Big Ten. I don't. He wasn't even at a, at an ACC or a Big Ten wrestling program. I think he wrestled at like Western Carolina or something like that. Um, none of those guys are are at the uh, the level where they could um, where they could stop you. Well, if he decided, I'm going to take this guy down. He could have finished Izzy on the ground. You've seen when the couple times he's decided yeah. to ground and pound?
1: Yeah, he's oh my down cheetah and just Oh my Machida.
0: God, ferocious.
1: So it was and just you're, like, yeah.
0: Where's that guy? That guy could beat any of these guys. Yeah. That guy yeah. could have beat Whitaker. Yeah. I mean, and Whitaker's become a really uh, good maybe. wrestler. Yeah, Yeah. Really. Yeah. He's become a good wrestler, like, but none of them are going to stop Romero if he decides, I'm going to set could, this Whit- up and shoot on you.
1: Yeah, you know what? That first Whitaker and Romero fight, actually Romero did try to take down He Whitaker did, but he was tired, times. and
0: yeah, that wasn't and his game plan. Whitaker com- was just, in.
1: he was stuffing him, stuffing him legit. So I don't know if that was, I don't know I, if, yeah, it's if just Romero, Romero would have done that for the five rounds, he would have got it and whatever. But, I mean, there was definitely some times where Romero was legit trying to go for some takedowns on Whitaker, and Whitaker was just stuffing him. And I remember no, watching it, that fight, it was. I was just like, remember wow, Whitaker that. really, you know, but it's Romero. Really
0: it's it's Romero. Ultimately worked on it's not
1: his you know yeah. well that's a different argument.
0: So. Yeah, it's ultimately it's Romero. It's him. There's no there is physically there's nobody that could handle him in the UFC in the I mean, you've heard Ben this is not me. If you guys want to go and check out uh Ben Askren on podcast, I'll tell you that. He's just he's an absolute freak. So I'm sorry if we you know we're going off on a tangent. Okay, so <laughs> all right. Nick is telling me let's get back to topic and he's right. So um so where do we go from here? Uh Jan solidifies himself as he is the light heavyweight champion. The whole John Jones thing you have washed that away like a little bit of soapy residue from the car wash left on your car. I will say this though.
1: Do you think Izzy can come back like say he beats you know, two other guys at middleweight. He mm-hmm. goes back down. He fights Whitaker next, beats Whitaker. He fights, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, uh, Marvin and beats Marvin good, everything. Yeah. and then Good and match, then,
0: good matchmaking, Nick.
1: Right? I mean, both <laughs> of those guys, I think, could have a chance to get, to beat Izzy based on what we saw this past weekend. But say he beats those two guys, however he beats them or whatever, if it's close, mm-hmm. do you see him going back up to 205 and, and fine for a title again?
0: I mean, not right away, and... I well, think, it's not
1: right away. It's after two fights, right? Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I don't it's even think... 16 months
0: from now. I, It A year depends. From now. You know, I guess it depends what... So, where's Jan at at that time? Who was standing in front of him? Does the UFC... So, what this is all going to come down to is this. It's not going to... It's going to come down to two things. Obviously, the one that you said, does Izzy want that fight again? So, that's A. B is... Is the UFC looking down the barrel of a 205-pounder that they either want to beat Jan or they want to see fight Jan because it's going to do numbers? One of those two is going to be the thing. So if they're looking at a guy going, I love this fight, I love this fight, I love this fight, then you're going to see they're going to tell Izzy to wait. If the, In the absence of that, if they're going, boring, then you're going to see Izzy will get a shot.
1: I think he's going to get that shot if he wants it because who else is in that division that's really going to push some numbers? Dominic? Not...
0: I don't know. No, maybe nobody. You know I'm, I'm just saying if. Yeah. If, yeah. I, I
1: I bring this up just based on the fact that, I mean, Luke Thomas has brought it up too, and I thought it was a pretty interesting kind of point, I guess, where the fight was pretty close, and I feel he feels, and I, I kind of agree, if he, if he kind of sort of fills up these holes that he has, he could he could you know he could probably become the champion there i mean he it wasn't like he was blown out of the water in this fight that's true you know i mean he got that's taken true. down he got control, but he really didn't have any marks on his face really didn't take any
0: damage uh-oh nick's frozen shots nick you're that. frozen like a piece of tilapia all right you're back now Oh, i don't know there you go My yeah <laughs> Or what like a... <laughs> okra in the freezer
1: at Whole Foods. Okra, okay, go yeah, ahead. yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think if he if it was a blowout, say he just got taken down every round, and then he was beat up on the feet, and then your, your points went, taken, it was close. On the ground and, right, it was close. So I could see him after winning a couple a couple of fights and clearing out the middleweight division, if you could do that going back up two five and if you still champion yeah. I mean, he, he has a legit shot of winning it now if john jones is still there i don't think he's gonna not be gonna john happen jones.
0: man i mean no he's not not I based on gonna, what we element. saw all because all jones has yeah. to do is make that decision i'm going to wrestle again because clear it's clear in the gustafson <laughs> fight he's like i'm not going five rounds and trading head strikes with this guy again for five rounds that's not going to happen. No. I'm going to take this dude down, and by the time he took him down, with in less than a minute, it was a TKO. It was over. Because Plus, nobody – was can... very
1: – was very strategic on the standup of Gustafson too. He was grabbing his wrists. He was – every time Gustafson would lunge in, he would close distance. He would clinch with him. So he was negating all his – Sort of strong attacks which is his hands and everything so i mean he was just clever in that way too but yeah he the the minute he wanted to end the fight he just took it down and that was it over man probably do the same against israel Where just like stand on the feet try it out showboat a little bit you know exchange some some strikes talk some smack and then as he starts you know lighting him up a little bit or if he doesn't like what he sees yeah he's gonna take him down like Machito, right McKee oh. lit him up, kind of like touched him up quite a bit in the first round, but then second round, in this corner's like, hey, take this guy down. He's like, okay. I Boom. will, I will tell
0: you without – and I'll try to get official confirmation on this from Luttrell, but um, I said bef- – he decided he was going to stand that entire first round. He wanted to stand that first round because everybody yeah. was saying, okay. I don't even know if this guy could take a punch. Even guys like Jeff Sherwood yeah. picked – Jeff Sherwood, who I love and respect so much as an OG in this thing, picked uh Shogun to win, and I was like, you know, the pride never dies, guy. I mean, all these guys sometimes yeah, they yeah, say they Shogun. say ridiculous
1: fighters. I totally get it.
0: Yeah, they say ridiculous things. There was no way. I was like, I, you know, I was podcasting at the time. I was like, you are all out of your mind. There is no way this guy is going to be. Uh, John Jones, this guy, I, I sounded like Mickey from Rocky Two. This guy's a wrecking machine, Rock. He'll knock you to tomorrow. I mean, that's that's how I felt. I mean, and, and, um, and John really is just the most yeah, amazing fighter. He can decide what he wants to do, how he wants to beat you. It's inexplicable when he didn't take down somebody who had no knees in Tiago Santos, things like that, so... Um, Israel, I think... Um, Israel can... Um, he can come back uh, to that that weight class. But one of the things that concerned me a little bit, and I don't know if it concerned you, is he never... At the post price presser, he never even mentioned his wrestling once. Never mentioned it.
1: I think he'll work on it, though. I, I don't think he's that... like
0: Dumb. He can't be, right?
1: Dumb, or... He's very... Like he's very in tune for what with who he is right because he wasn't i mean he was obviously upset but he's just like hey you know i've lost before it sucks but you know i got everyone's cool like my, my my corner's still there like they're 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 they have all these ideas that need to work on he said ideas right so you think some of those ideas wouldn't necessarily entirely be just striking feigning setups and Capitalization. I mean, some of those ideas would probably be, you know, wrestling and, you know, takedowns in open sort of areas. I think Luke Thomas, I always sort of <laughs> reference Luke Thomas, but Luke Thomas said like those t- when he gets taken, when Israel Ad- Alassane gets taken down, it's always in open areas. It's never against the cage. He said he, actually against the cage, he's really good at framing and getting back to, up to his feet. But, he gets taken down. I think Marvin Vitale, when Marvin Vitale took him down in their first fight was, it was in an open area. And then even, even with these two Jan Blakovich's, uh takedowns were in yep. open areas, granted the timing and Jan's takedowns were just amazing. It's brilliant. Too. Brilliant. Just, it's just clearly, like
0: it's clearly something that he worked on and he wanted to do. And yeah. actually, you know, we talk about wrestling and takedowns and we're going to actually transition into the next fight. And we're going to take this line of inquiry Right into the next fight, which is Amanda Nunes, the the uh, the greatest of all time, going up against uh, Megan Anderson. Uh, Amanda is now at uh, let's see in this fight here. Um, Amanda is twenty one and four. Uh, going uh, beat Megan Anderson at two o three of the first round, which is you know barely enough time for some people in this kind of condition to even work up a sweat. Um so Amanda is the greatest of all time. She's proven that. There's no question about it. Um it was a reverse triangle arm bar that she hit. She would have broken the arm if um if uh, Megan Anderson didn't tap. She was starting to wrap that arm down below her right thigh and that would have been big problems for Megan Anderson. But what, well, what I want to in say armpit, yeah, it was it was nasty. But what I want to say about Israel, and it's going to sound like I have a USA wrestling tattoo on my body somewhere, and I don't because I was actually a scrub JV wrestler as a senior in high school. That could tell you how bad I was. But wrestling is the big thing. And for anybody out there at any weight class, whether you're in Joe Benavidez just found out with Askar Askarov, whether Drew Dober, what uh, Dustin uh, found out when he fought Khabib, and we'll probably find out again when he fights Khabib's quasi-little-big-brother in... Um, um, help me out with his name.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Makachev.
0: Yeah, Islam Makachev. Islam. Yeah. Yes. So, if you are at any of these levels, with the exception of being somebody like Amanda, because... As you look across the landscape, there is not a wrestler in there I don't even know in the women's division, definitely not in the UFC that is of a level that could take her down and be any of bother to her. I mean they just that that per well let me let me say this. That person does not exist in the UFC right now. Right now, no. But in the
1: past, before she won the title, she did beat Sarah McMahon. Granted, yes, Sarah but... McMahon, Sarah McMahon wanted to maybe try to trade with her and maybe was trying to yes. do that instead of Russell. And by the time she wanted to wrestle, it was way too late because she got hit with
0: a big shot. And then... Yeah. And then he and... just lit her up with a few S- more. And Sarah so... McMahon is not a complete fighter. Sarah McMahon is a great wrestler who never figured out how to incorporate everything into MMA, had an extremely limited game, kept training with the same people that didn't know what they were doing, had her exhausted and out of condition and tired two rounds into a fight. So Sarah McMahon is this great potential uh, that was never realized. Yeah. Whereas when you look at a guy like Khabib, let's say that they're of almost equal wrestling you know her i'm just
1: saying that's probably the closest we don't have to get well, into how well, I, yeah, to okay
0: yeah i realized that that but, there that there's i but... my point is this nick there isn't a wrestler in the ufc that could bother amanda that Correct. person yeah. does not exist no. now i want to draw a different i want to draw a parallel here okay in the men's division we had a guy who has no wrestling background. That was a striker that took down Izzy. Do you see the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge disparity in 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 that that Amanda does not have to deal with, and why she she can and will remain champion. I told you how stupid and ridiculous it was when people like Steph Haynes were saying, uh, "Oh, she might retire." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" She just had a. She's going to continue. Collecting these checks in infinitum. Yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> no, who wouldn't? Of course she is. Someone, someone on Twitter. Yeah, like that. It's uh, absurd to even suggest. Like, let's, give, let's give Holly Holm another
1: shot. And I was just like, absolutely. my my homie Kelsey, KGB. Yeah. I, I kind of butchered her name on Twitter, but like, yeah, she's like, she's a huge Holly Holm fan and everything. She's like, give Holly Holm another shot. She's great. And I was like, yep, give her a shot. Well, you can, keep, you can give her a shot
0: to, to pay for uh, her baby's, uh, yeah. her baby's uh,
1: she's college gonna fund. Keep,
0: <laughs> she's going to keep doing this. and But the reason that there's no end in sight is because the disparity between the men and the women is so great. We do not have a rest. Like right now, if you look at the top five in, in the lightweight division, all those guys are sitting there and saying, Oh my God! They're going to be saying, "Oh my God, this guy's coming," and they're going to say, "I'm ready for Islam. I can handle him." And then he's going to khabib them, and he's going to go on to the next one and the next one, and he's going to run through all those guys. That's what's going to happen. He's not even going to. He's going to be like khabib, where where they're going to be so worried about his takedown that they're not even going to step into their punches, knowing he's going to come underneath them. Amanda Nunes, the greatest of all time, that's
1: possibility for sure.
0: Yes, and Amanda Nunes, the greatest of all time. There's, they just that person does not exist in in. Uh, no. I'm not going to say in women's MMA necessarily. I mean, obviously Tatiana Suarez has experienced a number of neck injuries, and she's in a hundred and fifteen pound weight class. Yeah. You she's know, maybe she could fight one twenty five. But yeah, yeah, I doubt that she would she's go to one thirty five. No. Um. She's got yeah. a, a slight. Asparza as
1: is not going to go up there. You know. As far oh as my as God! Asparza
0: would get. She, yeah, wouldn't, a, yeah, she wouldn't, yeah, she would She's
1: got the style to maybe give a, no. give a man a new year as a threat. If, no. if the physical.
0: Yeah. she was, if she, if, she, I'll, if she, I'll tell if you if
1: why she doesn't. She it out into a 135 sort of frame. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell
0: you why she doesn't. When you put in there somebody that's that elite, like a Joanna Jacek that hits that hard with these laser. Yeah. They're almost mirror images of one another, but one's bigger and stronger. She would have absolutely no chance against Amanda Nunes. You yeah. would need a woman the size of Kayla Harrison, that size woman with that. Co- think, right, but she doesn't exist in the UFC.
1: That's why she I didn't did get say in
0: the UFC. <laughs> yeah, maybe, her. maybe, and then we have to be concerned with now she's an upper body takedown person. Is she going to be able to get there? Is someone who can't take a shot because I don't know if it was you or Will. That talked about I think it was Will that Probably that Rhonda Rousey couldn't take a shot. And you have to you have to be able to draw, lower your level and shoot and she didn't do that.
1: I mean, I don't know if I agree with
0: that Water. I'm,
1: I think she could take a shot. I mean, the Holly Home fight, I mean, it's not like she took a
0: shot and she just went down. I mean she took quite a few when she No, you're coming. missing you're missing it. She doesn't know how to shoot. Oh, like a double edged. She yes, she doesn't know how to oh. shoot. So if Kayla so. now they've trained to get they've I don't know if they're actively training together, but they've been in the room okay. together, Kayla and Amanda. They train at the same gym. They do, so, yeah. Yeah, true. and Jussier told me Kayla's a monster. But yeah, she, but <laughs> she, but her I skills all her other skills are not maybe at a level. So I don't know if she knows how to drop down and take a shot. And, and and be able yeah, to yeah. execute a single leg. If you're gonna try all upper body stuff, then it's a lot easier for Amanda to put to put hands on you. Like she did to Rousey.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's so, a good yeah, I don't I've never really seen any of Kayla Harris's full fights. I've seen like highlights, she just <laughs> like mounts these girls and just like mauls them. But as far as her entries and everything, I don't I don't know if she does any sort of traditional wrestling. Sort of That's like gonna matter. Leg, double leg, high crotch type of uh, setup surface. Just you know, like a clinch to to trip to sort of hip toss type stuff that what judo is all about. So yeah, I mean. And I Amanda's
0: know. not gonna let you. I mean, she's not gonna let you get no. to get there. No. But they have Steve Mako at their gym, and if I were Kayla, and I were had designs on coming to the UFC, I would be working with that guy exhaustively, because. That's really all it would take, a woman of her size and strength and the, the amount of power she's going come to come in with. You know, she's, she has to get to 145. She's going to have to drop some muscle mass to get herself to what She's not a 155 fighter? She's she is. lightweight? She is. But she is. But oh, okay. she's going to have to come in at 145 pounds and drop down a little bit of muscle, a little bit of weight, and if she does that and she really got a wrestling game on track, we don't have anybody that can stop that. <laughs> you know, we yeah, don't. Yeah. You yeah. know, the only person who could sub somebody that's at that level who's proven it and hasn't never done it with strikes is Mackenzie Dern. She's the only one that we've seen that could handle a much bigger opponent getting taken down. But again, there was no strikes involved. So who knows how she'll handle it. She might, she may still sub anybody in in that in that regime but we don't know so yeah. what do you so, think of um
1: of a rematch with Cherchenko for man i
0: don't i you know i'll go i'll 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 piggy- talk about this before but. yeah i'll piggyback off of um i think it was uh i don't know if it was zane simon or eddie Mercado, uh or one of those guys that have said you know i've already seen that fight it really sucked It's probably going to be the same, and I don't want to see it again. You have a counter-striker, you know, and then you have Amanda Amanda that's going to become a counter-striker because she's not going to want to give Shevchenko an opening. So she's going to just try to land one one twos and a couple kicks harder than Shevchenko, which is what she did last time. And Mm -hmm. Shevchenko's not going to just run in. Shevchenko is not going to come forward and press the action. No. And that's not going to change. Yeah. That yeah, it's gonna look like Izzy, right? It's not gonna change in the next fight. Uh, the only difference is that Shevchenko's ground game is a lot better than Izzy's. Yeah, you know, I um, agree. obviously Her she doesn't have a, a wrestling game, but she has a great. She look does a lot of things like Makachev does. She has a great trip game. She's very she sneaky. She's got great judo, um, and 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 so what she could do there would be interesting but that stuff doesn't work very well because Amanda has a brown belt in judo. Yeah. So I think she took down Amanda with that clinch. She might have. Yeah, first, she might have. First,
1: first fight. I don't the, know if yeah, it was the fight, but first fight she definitely did. And Amanda so, is such
0: a better fighter now than she was yeah. then. Man. She's her power I think
1: for legacy it could be cool just for either of them like for legacy of I'll watch Amanda it, but like I mean I agree with you. I think, the, I think the fight will be born if they match that
0: up. That I wasn't think, my think hypothesis. That. Let me just say this. I was on board with totally doing that third fight. But when I listened to a post-fight show after either a Valentina fight or an Amanda fight, I was listening to a Bloody Elbows post-fight show. Shout out. Yeah. Nate Wilcox. What's up, brother? What up? And then uh, you finna be on soon. But um, – Yeah. But – uh, and, and it was it was either uh, Zayn or Eddie was just like, yeah, I don't need to see that again. that That's going to be horrible. Yeah,
1: I agree. So, I, I don't need to see it again yeah. as well. But as far as legacy, I mean, if – like for Sh- 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 for Sherchenko, if she could beat the GOAT. Huge. I mean, huge. Huge. That's more, it's got more appeal to Sherchenko than it does for Amanda. And I think Brian Campbell from Morning Combat said, hey, he's all about making that fight. But he's like, if I'm Amanda Nunes, if they want to make that fight, I'll say, hey, you gotta pay me, you gotta work, oh. fork it over, and they're probably not gonna do that. But
0: she's like, in a great position right now. I mean, Dana loves beat this girl her twice,
1: regardless of if you agree with the first two times or not. But on paper, her record should be Sherdaneko twice. Why do mm-hmm. I need? Why do I? Why does she need to fight this girl again?
0: Well, Just, she, well, I'll tell you why. She wants to get paid. So all it has to be is the UFC says that the numbers make sense. You have to realize uh, Dana is uh, she's a darling for Dana. I think he said they're all going to have dinner and stuff like that. Same bullshit that he was saying about with Khabib that we'll get to. Um, and do you want me to do my uh, my Dana accent again? Yeah, dude. my Khabib. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll do them having dinner. Like we'll do a. Dana and Khabib having dinner and I'll do both. I'll do the voices. Yeah. You got good good impressions, man.
1: Yeah. And so underrated impressions.
0: So I've stolen the, my, my So what I've done is something like the guys from this podcast called watch what crappens live. And it's guys that spoof the Bravo, all the Bravo shows. So they'll watch like below deck that was on last night. And they'll do, they'll redo the episode in voices that are, kind of Australian, but oh, but the funny. person's from New Zealand or, yeah. you know, um, it was kind of Irish with the one so they, <laughs> there's okay, watch what crappens crap live I want to recommend to anybody who likes watching Bravo or reality TV I almost pee myself sometimes, <laughs> and when I'm driving in the car with the dogs, people see me laughing and there's no other person in the car and they think What's I'm a mental patient guy? <laughs> yes. These guys are fucking amazing. I, I don't. Ronnie oh, Karam yeah. is That's one awesome. of them. I can't think of the other one. But so I'm going to do Dana, but instead of doing a generic Dana, which is he doesn't really have a Boston accent. He's kind of a palooka street corner guy. I'm going to add that whole Chicago thing in there. Okay. Uh, and then for uh, anybody whose lineage is close to Russia, I'm going to do the quintessential. Uh, Yuri Gagarin you know or Vladimir Putin accent so right now we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back on Life, MMA and the NBA and then- And that's Blink 182 with Adam Song, and this is Life MMA in the NBA, and I'll tell you what, Nick, I really gotta get up with the NBA, man, I am like lost since the All-Star break, I don't know what the hell's going on, I know they had the All-Star game, LeBron versus KD's team, KD didn't even play because he's still hurt. Um, so I got a lot to catch up on, man. There's a lot, lot. I know we'll um, catch up. Yeah, yeah, Blake Blake Griffin bought his way out of his contract in Detroit and went to Brooklyn to join James Harden, Kevin Durant. Are you kidding? Kyrie me? Irving. No. What's so up? now they have Blake Griffin. So if <laughs> yeah, if he plays any D at all, uh, uh-huh. and it's gonna be they're gonna have a lot of scoring. A I lot mean, is this team
1: gonna be the next like? Warriors
0: you know it remains to be seen because with Golden State I mean they had Draymond Green played a lot of defense Andre Iguodala played great defense on LeBron so um, uh, they had another guy uh, Sean I can't remember what his name was they had another tall point guard that would come in and back up um, Steph during those years so they had a little bit more defense. They didn't have like a real, real tall guy, but they had a lot of guys that deed up. So okay. uh, if New Jersey, excuse me, if Brooklyn keep on New Jersey. it's so
1: <laughs> funny. You did it last time. Too. My father's from to Brooklyn.
0: Grow. This is terrible. If if they can get it together, they're going to be so hard to, to stop. I can't wait to see when KD's back on the floor. I mean, despite the fact that I'm rooting for Lakers, um, and I'm a Knicks fan, obviously born and raised a Knicks fan. Um, and the Knicks are looking good. But but it'll be very interesting to see this juggernaut. And if anybody can slow them down. Because maybe you can rest them enough to where James isn't going to be exhausted at the end of games like he was in Houston. Like, for three quarters, he'd light it up in the fourth quarter. He was just spent, man. Yeah. So that shouldn't happen now when you got, you know, Katie and Kyrie on there, plus yeah. now adding... To that, uh, uh, reuniting Blake Griffin with DeAndre Jordan, both of them with the Clippers, the years that we were that we were in California. Okay. So oh, yeah, nice. okay. So anyway, uh, let's get back to MMA. Uh, we love you NBA, and I need to catch up. Um, but let me just tease something real quick. So up on the web right now, we have a motorcycle phenom. Uh, Kayla Yakov that we we interviewed for International Women's Day, thirteen-year-old road racer. Okay, so we're talking road course motorcycle racing. That this thirteen-year-old dominates the track with even when there's men out there, like when I go when there's track days. Like I look like an amateur next to her, and I am an amateur. She's a she's actually a professional rider. She has um fifty one championships or wins. She has 15 national championships. She has over 400 podiums. So that means in 400 races, she finished either first, second or third. One of those three. That is nuts. Um, She aims... Yeah, she has sponsors um, and she aims to be the first rider ever to ride MotoGP. So... There is a woman in, in uh, the MotoGP system. There's MotoGP, there's Moto2 and Moto3, and then they have classes below that. There is a woman who's riding in the... Uh, I think she's riding a 400cc bike uh, that's in there named Anna Caracas or something like that. Um, but nobody has ridden MotoGP that's a female. So if Kayla gets there, uh, and if you guys could like watch your average race that we would have here in the US and we have amazing racers in Moto America guys that freak me out then you go to MotoGP and you're like oh shit this is like a whole nother and basically they're the throttle's pinned like the whole time and they're playing chicken Ooh. into the corners to see oh, who's going to break last because he who breaks first does not get, because they're getting to the corner they're taking the corners at the same speed so it's who gets yeah. there first you know that kind of oh, wow. thing. So, so Ooh, oh, thank bl- you. God bless <laughs> Kayla. What's <laughs> a to do that? Oh my God! I got to send you guys some videos of, of uh, and if I didn't send the other night, man, some videos of like the the heavies from MotoGP. You're you'll be grabbing the edge of your seat. Um, this weekend coming up, we have uh, Andy McGrillan from of uh, that UFO podcast. Andy is, I don't know, he must be like 36 years old, something like that, uh, 35 years old. He is a fantastic interviewer. He is one of the best interviewers I have heard on podcasting. You know, we talked about Kate nice, Casey yeah. and how much I'm, I'm i li- am in love with Kate Casey as an as a, a, uh, uh, interviewer and analyst. Andy McGrillin is... You know, he's 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 approaching that level. So I'm going to have him on to talk UFOs and get his opinion on things because he's had all the heavyweights from Lou Elizondo and many others, the heavyweights in the UFO uh, analysis world and science world have all come, U- ufology, have come on his show and now I'm going to have him on to get his take. So I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: So... Uh, but for right now, Nikki and I are going to go back to UFC 259 because cause ap- we just talked about the GOAT and Megan Anderson. I don't have anything to say about Megan Anderson other than I feel bad she had to get in there with Amanda. Do you have anything further? I mean,
1: you, hey, you know what? She she took the opportunity regardless of regardless mm-hmm. of how people thought of whether she – Respect, you know, yeah. Respect, you know, r- regardless of if people said she deserved it or not. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, there's nobody at one forty five. Yeah. There's,
0: 145. Yeah, there's no one everybody. at one forty
1: five. She had two two wins against people you didn't really were too too familiar with. But still wins are wins and that division's really sort of shallow and hey, you know, sort she's of? a marketable fighter.
0: <laughs> they you know? don't have a top ten ranking in they the don't. U- Yeah. I so. heard there's
1: a rumor that they might just scrap it. There's like uh, I heard Dana deep... say no they won't. Really? when yeah. did you hear that? At the post fight like, press conference. Oh, okay. Because Vegan Anderson said on our Twitter our Twitch stream today that they're get, they're getting rid of it.
0: Well, let me say this: it's hard I to believe. Reliable. I I, I I have a difficult time believing anything that Dana says, uh, yeah. because I don't even know if he believes himself half the time. But he said if his champ wants to keep defending, and he'll keep it around. Now, whether that's bullshit just to tickle her under the armpit a little bit, I don't know. But he said that he was asked that question, so. Uh, megan Anderson mazel Tov, as they say in yiddish uh yeah, and in Japanese she, I'm sure it's something similar to mazel yeah. Tov. but um, she took you know she
1: it is what it is you know she put in a lot of work and she she went out there and she did her thing and you know it's just
0: it's
1: to lose against someone like that I mean I mean she's it, not alone right it, <laughs> it doesn't
0: require it doesn't require any more analysis say happy trails to yeah, Megan. happy just, trails there's no analysis for her yeah, she she lost to the greatest fighter, the greatest female fighter of all time. Uh and enough said about that. Let's I mean, move. She's
1: on. only get better. She'll get better. Oh, it. no doubt. She'll I feel that power. <laughs> She's I, like I got hit by the the a monster. You know, no, so.
0: I did, I dig Megan so she Anderson. Gets hit by everyone What else? And we didn't get a chance to see her ground game. We didn't get a chance to see any wrestling she might have worked on. It's just it's it's just not it, unless again. You know, we'll we'll go back to it again. Unless you have a, someone who can make Amanda shudder, they can make Amanda be wary and lower her stance and try to defend takedowns knowing that she's going against a monster wrestler, that woman does not exist in the UFC. And therefore, she can go out there and blast you. Because she her wrestling is pretty damn good. Her judo is real, is pretty damn good. And her striking is absolutely amazing. So it's not like she has to defend against someone like Khabib. There's no female yeah. Khabib at 135 or 145. So therefore it's pretty, you know, it's a lot easier for her to just to light people up. If she if Holly Holm does fight her again, I guarantee you Holly Holm is going to take shots. And when I say I mean, shots, I don't could. mean get hit. I mean she's going to shoot Yeah. because Holly Holm's wrestling has gotten much, much better. Um, mm-hmm. a, incredible improvements since she came in the UFC. In in her wrestling and her wrestling defense, she used to yeah. be absolutely terrified on the ground. Now she's comfortable on the ground. She's yeah. a different fighter. And I'm not saying she's going to beat Amanda, but if she comes back and fights her again, they're going to have a wrestling based approach. There's no way they're going to go out there I and mean, and and expect to strike yeah. with her. It's not going to
1: surprise if uh, you know if they make you know. Like say Amanda beats two more people and Holly Holm is still winning, they'll probably make it
0: again. Absolutely, yeah. Why who not? is Holly, Who is she supposed to fight? Wasn't she recently? Holly Holm. Yeah. No,
1: I don't know. She just beat uh, remember. what's her face? uh, Aldana. Aldana. Yeah. Aldana was like a the you know she, she was a good up and comer and that was kind of almost but, like a
0: but did you see to the torch? But did you see that she Aldana has no ground game. Holly Holm took her down and yeah. blasted her. Yeah. So. If Holly Holm, you know, I'm sure she's got, you know, she works with the uh, Israel, um, I can't remember his last name, Izzy, the Izzy style guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Martinez, right? I- Martinez. Israel Martinez. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And and if she goes and fights a man again, it's going to be a wrestling based approach. Um, and it might be successful, maybe. I it mean, could, but yeah. but that's what it's going to take to beat her. And as of now, there's no there's no Makachev there's no Khabib yeah, agreed there's no Askarov there's no you you name it I mean they just don't have We're it same, in the some Vision. people
1: have said the same to Khabib like he 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 didn't really face a wrestling centric fighter like uh he didn't Gregor Gillespie you know he didn't had Gregor you, Gillespie beat. I said
0: that I'm the one that said I know that. <laughs> yeah. but like some
1: other people some other people have said the same thing you did though too yeah Right? Oh, good. At debasing. least I know. <laughs> yeah, you that. weren't the only one. Yeah, good. I remember some people on Twitter or something. Yeah, have said the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's. I mean, but whose fault is that? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're only, only going to beat whoever they put in front of you. So if they never put in front of you a wrestler, then I don't know whose fault is that. I mean, those wrestlers. I mean, Gregor Gillespie lost to to Kevin Lee. Had he beat Kevin Lee, maybe you would have saw that fight. But yeah, I don't know. Well. Yeah,
0: that that would have been that would have been very interesting. Um, Gregor Gillespie, I guarantee he's got a fight lined up now. I guarantee he's gonna take oh, that yeah, guy he, down he, in the first minute. I don't remember who it is, but he, he does have a fight. Oh, well, he's been out for a while, so hopefully he, has. You know, he get back into it. Yeah. He says that he couldn't get in on Kevin Lee. So if that's true and then the fight ended it, wasn't it in the yeah. first round knockout? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean there wasn't really time for him to you know, he was feeling his way through the fight. He thought he was safe, and, and he got hit. So, I mean, I can't fault just, him for that. No, that no. is what it is. But, but but yes, to see. Now, if he would have fought Khabib, I think. And he, uh, you know, Khabib's striking is a lot better than Gregor Gillespie's yeah. striking. Khabib's punching power, his combinations, his kicks. Um. So, I'm not saying that he couldn't have beat him wrestling, but he wouldn't have necessarily had to. So, yeah, he would have, he probably would have kicked and punched and then, and then gone for takedowns and clinched and on the floor. I mean, you have a wrestler going yeah. against a guy who's got an amazing submission game. That's it's just, saying. it's almost, the, it's ridiculous. The,
1: the jiu-jitsu between Gregor Gillespie and, and could be, I think, could be, would be probably something above. Massive. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like with Gagey, where it's like, maybe not as, like, vast in the, in the gap, but you know just hit, hit the floor and Gagey was like
0: what's going on the 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 type of fighter that would be interesting against a guy like Khabib would be somebody would have been somebody like a Gary Tonin type somebody where he can win in these different ways but you know especially if you go two and three fights ahead uh, of of them looking at your excuse me two to three fights before he fought Khabib, and all of a sudden you see, wow, he hasn't leg-locked anybody. But I, man, you get in a scramble with that guy, he can finish you with a heel hook so fast. That could have bothered Khabib. Uh, because if yeah. he, I mean,
1: but then again, like he's got more than just leg locks too. He's got a nasty guillotine. I'm sure his back tapes are really good. Too. I mean, he's got more than just leg locks. But so I mean, the
0: one thing kind of that scrambles. Khabib hasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one thing the, that yeah, he doesn't see on a regular basis. All that other stuff, all those, he's seen all that. Are, yeah, yeah. Those but I mean, in a scramble, yeah. and all of a sudden, you gotta pull your leg, and you're dragging him, and he's, he's...
1: yeah, and he's just wrenching at <laughs> your knee. like, Whoa. yeah, yeah.
0: So. <laughs> that would have been that would have been really intriguing but like you said you know you can only fight who's there and uh and that division just doesn't have we just didn't have a prodigious a wrestlers <laughs> no you know or somebody somebody Something we don't like that. yeah high caliber and i mean if you were to think about it right now nick look at 185 look at 205 look at heavyweight we had heard for a couple of years that there's that Dagestani heavyweight that yeah
1: you um, mentioned him yeah yeah
0: that people have said if he gets in there he's they're like it's over they're like it's over yeah. there's and there's nobody that can that can stop that guy he would just you know he would throw people around uh, but unfortunately we these guys are not coming to MMA and and I think that's actually a good thing for them uh, because I you know I don't you know I don't know if this is the way to necessarily make a living what i'm seeing it's it's not um yeah. it's not necessarily a way to plan out your life anymore because if you're a guy like colby for instance you know colby could be fighting and beating people right now he's not getting the money that he thinks that he deserves and he probably does deserve oh yeah but dana despite the fact that they're both trumpers dana is going to play hardball with colby just like he's going to play with anybody else but does that further Colby becoming a millionaire? No. The way that GSP became a millionaire. Yeah. No. That's the problem. How about George? Could George be fighting right now and making big checks if he were maybe under the Fertitta's banner? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean.
0: But they're not going to pay. Yeah. So, if I'm a wrestler, You know, and I could have a, you know, if a heavyweight wrestler and I could have another career in civil service in Dagestan, you know, getting, working on a retirement and making a, a, a really good steady paycheck and benefits. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. With insurance or I can go in the UFC. Look at,
1: uh, look at Shane Carwin. Dude's an engineer, man. Right. He was working nine to five and fighting fighting, like in the OC, I think. Trevor Whitman had stories of him just like, yeah, he'd work ninety five to five and he'd, he'd come to practice that after work and he'd be, eat a pizza like in between training sessions or something. And and he was I was just like, damn, I think that was like the fight up to uh, when he was preparing for Lesnar. Well, when he, he <laughs> lost to Brock
0: like, and he went to work on Monday. Nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, Crazy. there was that but like, story you know, was out know, sure he had a, pro- he had a project due. So, he you know, yeah.
1: Freaking nuts, man! But like, I'm sure he's doing fine. You know, he's. Oh yeah, exactly. And Stepe,
0: Stepe, so. you yeah. think Stepe's gonna give up the the firehouse for this bullshit? Yeah. Fuck that, man! Stepe's yeah. like, dude, I'm gonna walk out, I'm gonna work until I'm 60 if I want, and keep earning a check, and then I'm gonna have a retirement. Yeah. And 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 medical for my family. Yeah. Is UFC gonna give me that? The UFC gonna know. say? Bye, Formiga. It was good having you. Have yeah, fun. They don't, they don't T- give a shit. Yeah, they don't care. It, it's 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 not yeah. something to really invest in unless you're a it's surefire a, a, champion and you're young.
1: Or it's 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 a passion business, man. It's just like the music industry. It's like, you're really going to, you know, like I dedicated like 10 years of my life to try to make it. And it's just like, I knew it's a passion
0: industry. It's but not, you don't have to. Tr- but like. But you didn't get TBI as a result of it. You're not Spencer Fisher right now. Dealing with um, yeah, I can't yeah. remember yeah, things. There's no. I can't yeah. do you know, something I'm in pain yeah. all the time. I can barely yeah. yeah, work out because pain. it hurts. Yeah. yeah. You know, or who was the other one? There was another recent one. Somebody that came out oh other God. after Spence Fisher. Somebody else. Them, man. Yeah, somebody came out and, and, and brought some stuff out. It was weeks after Spence Fisher. Another yeah. uh, another a, venerable fighter. Game. It's, yeah, Mark Coleman. You know, I mean, we yep. could go Mark on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Kev Randleman,
1: you know. But, yeah, the thing is, it's a passion. Like, you don't – I don't think you really get into fighting for the money now. Like, maybe like eight but years ago. But you did, though. You did, yeah. You, you did, know. you did. But now you should be smart enough to know that this is not a <laughs> – you have to really love it in order to really make some money in it. If you are gonna make some money in it, this like is your industry. This is
0: your PSA,
1: Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> just like the music industry, you get into it because you love it, and you might make some money out of it. So this is not a yeah. I'm a really good wrestler, and everything, and maybe I can make some some quick bucks. It's, it's just not. It's not, it's you can not, make some quick right... bucks,
0: but you're not uh, going to make a career that's going to last you the rest yeah. of your life with money. If you're going to make those quick bucks, you better be
1: a champion. Like You better know that, you know what? I could be a champion. But if you know that maybe you might not be a champion, or just, you know, you invest everything into this, and then five fights in your career, you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could beat a guy like Khabib. I don't know if I could beat a guy like John Jones. I don't know if I could beat a guy like, like you know, Usman. Or or TJ Dillashaw or, or or or, you know, whoever is champion right there, you know, Davidson Figueroa. You know, if you don't think you could beat these guys, then don't. You better love it. You better. That's that 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 should just well. Be
0: your well, let me let me say this because even though a lot of people love it, um, I think this is my PSA. If you're coming in this to make a Amount of money, a cash of money, C H C A H C C A C H E that's gonna last you the rest of your life, I think that ship has sailed. I think yeah. the Chuck Liddell ship, the Matt Hughes to some degree ship, yeah. the George St. Pierre, even Anderson Silva kept fighting and fighting. Um, even even at his level, I think his spending habits were much greater than somebody like George St. Pierre. Um, yeah. And I'm not trying to get in his business or anything like that, but I'm just telling you he had multiple houses and multiple places um and he kept fighting not I don't believe it's because he was absolutely in love with the sport or he'd be over in Japan right now or something fighting. He did it because it you know he needed the money to pay off everything plus I think he's going through divorce and stuff like that so he might be half of his his assets maybe with her. So, um, it's if you're getting into it thinking that you can make a cash of money to last the rest of your life, don't think about that. Come If you want to come do it and have some fun and try your hand at it, try it. But I'm here to, t- this is what I would, my part of the PSA. Dana and all those guys, they will lie to you. They will tell you what you want to hear. And when you falter, this is the point. When you're winning like Amanda is right now, everything's great. And I, if I were Amanda's financial advisor right now or her confidant, I would say keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. You're making a lot of money, and they can't put anybody up in front of you that can really bother you, to be honest. But if you're somebody else, I would say once you falter, if you are a Diego Brandal where you make a couple of mistakes or um, name fighter X, Y, or Z, they will let you, they are going to lose your phone Look number. Look at Romero, man. Look at Romero. Look at they what they will. Did to him. They will lose your phone number so fast. First of all, they, they have a salary cap now that they didn't have. Before, they would talk to the boss. They would ask Lorenzo and Frank, Do you want to make these fights? This is what we expect to make on this gate. And they would say, Yeah, go ahead with it. You know, those guys used to wine and dine fighters more Lorenzo than Frank for Tita. And, and they would, uh, and they would pay pay people. That doesn't happen today. That's not going to happen. Um, they are going to cap what they're spending on a card. And now, when you take those top three fights, I can only put this much for the main event. And if one of them is a the champion, this much for the co-main, and X for the co-co-main, and the, and that's it. And then you spread the rest throughout the card. And I'm sure they have brackets that that uh those salaries have to fall between these two white lines and if you're asking for something outside of that white line you're not getting it and w- there's pr- this is not just conjecture there's proof that's how Colby yeah, and Tyron didn't get made that's how George and Usman didn't get made that's why Colby didn't get made now with several fights that that they've wanted him to take that's i mean that's what's going to happen this is not Something where you're gonna come in and you're gonna build up a brand and they're gonna pay you a shit ton of money like they paid g s p to fight Jake shields in um in um can't I can't remember know. what yeah, it was in Toronto I believe, so yeah, I mean get that out of your mind <laughs>
1: yeah i think I think you're right I mean a lot of the a lot of these guys you know they win some fights in the UFC and then Dana's like talking them up and you know, maybe they're going to dinner with Dana or whatever. They're they're getting some perks from the UFC, but then they just, I think it's just that false sense of security where they're just like, all right, well, I'm part of the family
0: now. I'm a company oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And- Claudia Claudia thinks she's part of the family. Yeah. She doesn't know. She's probably one loss from getting cut. Yeah. I'm, I'm not That's saying sad. that, I, I, hoping that that'll happen. I hope she continues on there and has a career. Or I hope she goes and, and finishes her law degree in Brazil and becomes a lawyer or, or finishes law school here um, and takes the bar here or whatever. I, I hope that she achieves all her dreams. I'm just saying, I don't trust Dana and those guys to take care of her. No. Do they have certain fighters that they like and certain females uh, that they really dig yes Jessica I is one of those females yes why do you think Jessica she I went won? on like four fight losing streaks yeah, and stayed that's in so the promotion show
1: she's not I mean just yeah yeah I don't know that's I not guess for we'll us to figure bit. out but
0: if yeah, so if Dana gets uh you know a pokey in his pants for a certain <laughs> fighter I mean those things hey man how do you explain that? how do you explain somebody that and and got, and good for her because she just came out and had a recent win again so Did she win? She yeah uh, I can't I'll have to go that's where you be looking that up on sure dog <laughs> I am my co-producer oh my he gosh, wants me to do you? all the work and host I the know, show I know I know you know you know I don't want I mean I believe Nick this. should give me that some money no a, I, you should look it up we should know I mean, we should we should know. know now that we brought it up oh my um gosh. Anyway, um, yeah, I had another another tangent that I thought was interesting. But let's go to uh, Dominic Cruz versus um, – excuse me. Let's go to Al- Al- Aljamain uh... Sterling and Peter Yan. But this no, is going really to be really quick for call me. She lost
1: to her last fight. She lost, she lost to call Oh really? she lost to Cynthia Calvillo. She did win against Viviana –
0: Araujo? Araujo. Araujo. Okay, and then – but she's had like four fight losing streaks, right? Uh, three fight? Yep, Look, yep. She lost yeah. to
1: Tate, Pena, McMahon, yep. and then Beth Cohea, which, oh, man, I really I wish she would have won
0: against her. But then and, she that's, won
1: three and she won three in a row. She,
0: Yeah, but, I mean, usually somebody's done after that. And you know yeah. what? Um, Jessica I has an interesting uh, backstory and life story and has overcome an enormous amount uh, in her lifetime. And I'm very happy that she has been retained by the UFC and that um, hopefully she's socking away her money. Because it's another one. She doesn't know when she's going to be, be let go or when Dana's told no, to let her go. True. So um, Let's go yeah. to Aljamain Sterling uh, versus Peter Yan. Uh the fight ended via disqualification due to an illegal knee called by Mark Smith in uh four twenty nine of round four. Uh so Sterling gets the win by default, Nick. What do you have on this fight? Let's make it succinct.
1: I mean it I understand why he took the DQ, regardless of of how you think he he made it sound or whatever if it was legit like if he was legit just rocked or if he was kind of playing it up that i mean it is what it is with that i I mean i i I fall on the on the side of he was definitely affected by it i don't think he could have continued i don't think i don't think he was playing it up but that's just me but i mean it was a good fight i mean jan seemed like he was definitely um the tide was turning into his favor or you could say that he was winning pretty much the whole time until that legal knee hit Aljamain Sterling but it was a good fight it was a good fight Um...
0: yeah (laughs) yeah I agree Um, I agree with you it was um, it was a tremendous fight Alja looked great uh, as Ray Longo said on that podcast he gassed a little bit and Peter Yan was was brilliant he kind of he kind of took it he took it he took it he stayed very very composed it was a very impressive however impressive sterling was in putting peter jan on his back foot jan was impressive in um in in remaining calm and not freaking out that he was getting touched up really good and then coming back and and really just you know laying the wood to uh to him with, with some strikes. It really take hurt. downs to take some downs. Nice yeah. Take he downs. had, some, he had a couple, two good takedowns. One of them was like a slam, like right on Aljo's head. Um, that was a it was very impressive
1: like style takedowns. Where he like,
0: well, it's one. Yeah. He lifted him up. Yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. beautiful. It looked like some, yeah. some, uh, some vintage, uh, my, my guy from Jackson's. I can't remember. I talked about him last podcast. Um, that I really liked. He's another Dagestani guy that grew up with a uh, Khabib and I can't okay. think of his name, but he trained at Jackson. love that guy. Um, but anyway, let's go. Who do you to... think
1: was winning that fight prior to the lead, the knee landing?
0: Well, I, I would have to, honestly, I wasn't scoring it and I'd have to look at strikeout. I mean, um, Just if we went on field. aggregate strikes, there's no doubt that Aljo landed more, but I think, um, Peter Yan landed the more, um, I think ones. he did a little more more impactful strikes and he was sort of coming back in the fight. The tide was turning. Aljo looked tired and Peter Yan was starting to just kind of take him apart bit by bit without trying to take a big bite, you know. And then yeah. uh, let's get to the end. So then um, then we get to the part where Aljo is playing the game, where which I, I, I love and we'll get into it uh, with this. We will merge right into the knees to the head of a grounded opponent um, discussion, but um, Peter Yan showed very for how intelligently he fought the fight yeah. that we were at out of a hundred percent.
1: Made no we would sense. Have,
0: we would have had him at a ninety-five percent in fight intelligence for dealing with a guy who was coming at him. With every possible strike known to man, expending a lot of energy and for him to conserve, to deal with it, and to just keep staying composed, landing strikes here and there and working his way back into the fight. Now, he gets a zero on his his first quiz because here's a guy in front of you on his knee and he wouldn't have been that. He he's not going to sit there and let you knee him in the head. Obviously he would have stood up and he yells over to his corner. Should I knee him? And they said, knee him. And so he knees him in the head. Cause Khabib did the translation for Cormier. And then he ends up losing the fight. Um, yeah, apparently
1: he had two different corners. He had American top team corner and he had his Russian corner. Well, the, he the had his Russian Russia. corner in yeah, the with Russian the American corner. top team guys. The Russian corner apparently said kick yes. him and the American top team corner said punch him.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> so I I I don't care. He's an idiot. And he should yeah. fire he should fire his uh Russian corner. Um because I know the oh, American how he doesn't
1: know the rules.
0: T- well, first of all, that guy uh Perumpia, okay, Parumpia is the Brazilian guy, the jujitsu guy with the tattoos, and I am here to tell you. That fucking guy, guy American, American is at team? every single UFC card you're gonna watch. Perumpia <laughs> is there. Every fucking oh, card, man. he is coaching he's someone. paid, man. Good every good. Good card, good. it's unbelievable. You'll see him. He's got short brown hair yeah. and he's got oh sleeve tattoos. Perumpea, and of he's the at you guys every. Yes, he's oh got my God. every fucking card. He knows the rules. He knows the rules in Vegas. He's probably the one that said punch one guy. <laughs> and not kick. But the Russian guys, you fire them. Because they're idiots and you, Peter Jan, are an idiot. Because they should know the rules. And they cost you a championship. And they cost you real money. Yeah, Real money. Half real money. of what you're and I don't know what that was, but they probably cost you $100,000. $100, yeah. And you cost yourself cuz you didn't know the rule cuz you're too dumb and they didn't know the rule. So, that's all I have to say about that fight. I'll let you say your piece and then if you got anything to add and then I'm going to get into yeah. knees oh, in yeah. the head of the grand opponent.
1: Definitely just a quick thing. Do you think they should have gave Algil the belt or short According or...
0: to John McCarthy the rule they went by the rules and followed the rules, so there's nothing we could say now. That's nothing to talk about.
1: Okay, but what would your, what's your opinion on it, though? Regardless of I, it's the rules or not, like I, you feel that.
0: No, I wouldn't have, you, but but that's the rule. No, you I wouldn't have given
1: have. the belt, right?
0: Yeah, I would have called it like uh, a no a contest disqualif- or No contest. Yeah, exactly. Something like yeah. that, but. I don't get to make the. I don't get to make the the yeah. rules of, of Nevada, and all the states aren't aren't unified in the rules. There are variations in the rules. So yeah,
1: which is kind of funky. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's
0: that's his problem. He should know. And yeah. supposedly the referee would have gone over it in the back, and John McCarthy said they went by the book. That's it.
1: And you know what? Hey, Aljo now gets more money. He gets pay per view points in his next fight. He's a champion regardless of how he, I mean, obviously some fans are giving him flack like, oh, he's a paper champion, blah, no, blah, blah, he doesn't deserve care. it. It's like, I think he knows, like, <laughs> Aljamain Sterling knows that, you know, him winning a belt, That's and why him, he, took he, the he knows that like he's off. not a true champion. Yeah. yeah but like, I, you know, just, I don't care.
0: Yeah. I'm not even going to engage. I don't care what Twitter idiots say. Aljamain Sterling didn't do anything wrong. You And John McCarthy and Josh Thompson fucking know-it-alls. And by the way, I love your guys' show, and I think you guys are brilliant. But for you to come out there and say he faked it, you have to know it 100%. Otherwise, you have just assassinated his character. Yeah, I agree. And you and you don't know 100%. You can postulate, you can hypothesize, you can guess, but you don't know if Aljamain Sterling... Uh, was was not he says he was and I'll take him at his word
1: when he said he felt better when he started to when he laid his head down I knew it was over he said yes. that I was what? like
0: Mm-mm. yeah I'm not You're, even here to that's, it's done f- man fans you can screw off yeah. and everybody else and uh, I'm surprised that Ray Longo didn't take on John McCarthy and Josh Thompson more directly knowing Ray Longo but I think they're all part of the same club so well, oh aline's
1: willing to address them. In he one did of his YouTube videos. Yeah, what did he say? John McCarthy and he was just like just, he, he laid into him. He was just like, you know what, I respect you and everything, and I think you guys do, do great stuff, but you know, it's just I think he went more in the direction of like like he like um <clears throat> Jan you know, broke the rules, so he should have lost the title because there should have been repercussions on breaking the rules. Now, if he doesn't have any repercussions on breaking the rules, why do we have rules in the first place then? So, yeah, if no one's going to get... like It's like grabbing the cage, Ray, right? and then you, you get the takedown because you got to grab the cage. One point, and then, baby. And then, and then, if you don't get... Sometimes they don't grab a point, though. Oh, most of the time. Grab a cage and...
0: Most of the time, they don't.
1: Yeah, well, you know, so it's just like... So I get so, um, the point, but he kind of went in that direction. It's like, yeah. but, so, you know, oh, but well. he, he said some other things too. Though. I was like, oh, shoot.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> man. Fucking, uh, you can't impugn that guy's character unless you're 100% sure to say he made a business decision. You don't know that. So let's talk yeah. about Knees ahead of Grinder Okay, Knees the Head. Because uh, Jordan Breen wrote a column about this, and Jordan Breen, again, is one of my favorite MMA journalists of all time. Uh, let me bring this up real quick and see if it's still yeah. up here. I had a
1: uh, engaged in a conversation via Twitter with somebody who he's actually very very well versed in kickboxing and MMA. This kid's a very he's a young kid. forgot his name, um, but but he's he's really intelligent. As far as he's really intelligent in MMA, but yeah, he, he, he has great there's videos of him doing like a switch kick or the, the Izzy kickery. Where you throw it and you, you, you hook your leg up, I forgot what it's called, like the switch kick or whatever, when you think it's going to the body and, you, and then you switch your leg and it hits you in the head or whatever. This, but he, this dude's like a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like 22 or something. But I mean, this kid's a beast. But he had, I think he had sort of um, <clears throat> a post. I think what Jordan Breen's kind of saying, I, I didn't read the Jordan Bream column, but he was for changing them. He's all about, knees to the oh, down yeah. opponent and he's a this kid's a huge uh one one fc fan and he's just like they haven't one FC. you know you can easily avoid it according to him he's like you know there's guys that he's he's mentioned okay. Marchine held had a fight in one and that he was grounded and the guy threw a knee and he kind of just was able to you know choke his head left right and kind of avoid the knee. he's like you could avoid those knees they're not that hard to avoid i'm like okay oh, i don't okay. watch one
0: okay I'm not going to debate that point with him. This is what I'm going to say, and nobody will be able to debate this. Okay. If you care about fighter safety the most, which I do, I think that they put themselves in an extreme amount of physical danger that they sign up for so that they can compete and so that we can enjoy it and so that they can get paid, right? So I don't want to increase that. What their argument is, is that it doesn't, it's no more dangerous. Look, Pride did it. One did it. Saying, first of all, I'll tell you you're wrong. and, and I'll But I'll prove it. It's mathematically impossible for it not to be more dangerous. And yeah. I even had Coach Luttrell back me up on this, who's been doing this sport since the early 90s. And was Jackson's first black belt for first fighter. Okay? Yeah. When you add any, I'm sorry, when you add a technique, it automatically becomes more dangerous. If I were to say you can do 12 to 6 elbows, regardless of the fact of how they came up with that rule, and I know the story about breaking bricks in karate, if you could do a 12 to 6 elbow, immediately it becomes more dangerous because you could have enough downforce on the nose to do some pretty bad damage Um, so whether or not so there's no question that it's more dangerous for the fighters if your argument is you don't care about that fine you don't care but you can't tell me it's not more dangerous and Chris Luttrell said as soon as you add a technique like knees to the head of a grounded opponent now we're going to start training that we're going to start analyzing how we can exploit that in any multitude of ways that we can.
1: Which increases all those scenarios. of, of It just increases more dangerous situations. Absolutely. In a fight. So therefore, it's going to be more. <laughs>
0: it's there's inarguable. More, there's more
1: possibilities. It, there's going for, to be more yes, danger. Yes. Potential dangers, It's mathematically,
0: right? it's impossible not yeah. to be more dangerous. Like you could say, I don't give a shit about yeah. that. And, and I just want to see it, and I want to, I don't want to see fights slow yeah, down. i that's not, a, that's I've not had, a valid argument. No. It, well, no, <laughs> you could say that. You could say, I don't care. But I could say, you don't care. It doesn't mean it's not more dangerous. I've had this argument with TJ, DeSantis. I've had this argument with Casey. I've had this argument with Breen. I've had this argument with Josh Gross. And nobody can beat me in this argument unless they say, I don't care about danger the reason they lose the argument is they say it's not more dangerous because they did it in pride. I'm let me tell you something, if Alistair Overeem got your head pinned against the cage he like a I'm so- sure a kick at you, oh. he a soccer kick. No, I mean on the if you're grounded, like That's on your I'm back, he threw a soccer yeah. kick at you. Oh, if he <laughs> no, if, if he had you either turtled or anything where you were laying down and he threw the way that uh, George St Pierre threw that knee at Matt Serra. Oh, yeah, Do you Matt remember Sarah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if he would have hit him in the side of the head, oh gosh y- There's no telling. And if he would have landed three or four of them, there's no tell. And if it was o- Uberim, now it's another. Now it's another a whole other thing. Now, if it would have been an Uberim knee, because guess what? A heavyweight like. um, Pick anybody you want. Derek Lewis, you could, you know, pick anybody you want. Their head is not any stronger than your head is. There's nothing that makes his head more imperceptible to damage than your head or Demetrius Johnson's head. I mean, the head is the head. So some are a little bit thicker than others, but not much. I mean, you get an ubering knee, I mean, against a cage. Now, when they were doing that in Pride, there was no cage, for one thing. So, you could knee a guy's head right through the ropes, but you can't do that. And, um you know, you could trap somebody's head in MMA yeah. in, with a cage. So, yeah. I'm not for making it any more dangerous because I'm not the and, one in there fighting. So
1: And look at the audience, though, too, right? I mean, are you really going to, like, there's still a select few. There's still a handful or a bunch of people I think, you know, UFC fighting is. is Is dangerous and it is dangerous, right? But but if you if you legalize or make it right or whatever, allow knees to a down opponent, that's just feeding right into their narrative, man. They're like, see, look at this. This guy's this guy's defenseless. This girl's defenseless, and and then these people are just throwing these knees and they're hitting them and stuff. It's not going to appeal to a mass audience. The way they want it to. There's
0: no, it. there's absolutely no reason to do it. There's no reason no, to make reason. it there's more North dangerous. Started. There's no, yeah. nobody can make an argument that we should make it more dangerous. There's just, you know, and if you're getting in there and you want to go and do fight Lithway over in Myanmar or something yeah, like that with headbutts you know, and yeah, go for it, man. Go, go over there it. and and go watch it and go train up and get yourself in a fight and do it, man. But really that doesn't have, mean uh, that I, I have to sanction opponent. it here.
1: I don't even think you need an opponent when their knees are on the ground in those I, fights. Because maybe, not,
0: maybe not. Maybe not. I'm just. I'm trying to think of the most barbaric. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have I, headbutts though. Yeah. Which
1: they train for. They train yeah. to use those headbutts in in those types of fights. Yes, they got. I, they have guys throwing combinations ending with a headbutt. It's pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, I heard but, that guy interviewed that one guy that was on with Rogan, and it was it was fascinating. And that's fine, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that. They shouldn't do that. I'm saying yeah. in the unified rules of MMA in the sport that I watch, uh, it's not here. I think it's great that it's not here. I think it was the right decision for it not to be here, and it shouldn't ever be here. And that's it. And because it makes it more dangerous. If you're, a, again, if you're an analyst or a fight fan that says, I don't care about the danger, I want it. But that's not the argument they're making. They're saying it doesn't make it more Uh, dangerous, which is mathematically impossible. So, let's move on to uh, Dana White going to dinner with Khabib to talk about (laughs) coming back to the UFC because he was even asked about that at the post-fight presser. So, what do you imagine is happening at that dinner, Nick? He's getting some tiramisu. (laughs) He's starting off on a high note. Khabib, let me I'm tell going. you something there, pal. We have got to have you back in the UFC. I mean, I can make some fights that are so freaking big. You know what I'm saying? Or make your beard fall off. great sakes. Uh, and Khabib's going, no, Dana, you don't understand. My This guy, Islam, he's like my brother. And now he's going to take over lightweight division He's going to run through the competition like hot knife through butter. And you should be laughing at that one, Nick. And uh, so now I've, <laughs> I've, I've made all my money. I have more more Mercedes than you have bikini underwear. And there's no reason for me to come back and fight again. <laughs> now it's time my brother Islam make his fortune... Make the money and secure future for his family. So this idea of me coming back, uh, this is stupid, Dana. This is not going. This is not going to happen. Ah, uh, come on, kid. We got a lot more for you. Let me tell you, the, the fans want you. It's got you got this. Uh, what are the French called? Je ne sais quoi. or something like that. So, so I don't know I can't imagine what they're saying at dinner but just to show you how dumb Dana is that right now if I were to guess and I don't know I don't even want to pretend that I know Khabib any more than anybody listening to this or any MMA fan because I know nothing about the guy Um, I'm just guessing having heard what he says having analyzed what he says and what his value system is, there is no way that he wants to, right now, it's especially after this fight, even more than he thought, he's going to say, this guy is like my brother. They have been friends since they're three years old. And he's going to, that's, you know, what is that? You know, 20, what, 29 years or something like that. He is going to want to see crazy. Islam run through all these guys, and make a run at the exact same weight division that Khabib was fighting at. And so, if he's going to try to bring him back for St. Pierre, so Dana, let's say he's angling for St. Pierre. Guess what? St. Pierre is not going to take this fight. St. Pierre is going to tease you like that gorgeous girl at the bar that keeps having you buy her drinks until she can go over and talk to the other guy. St. Pierre he is he. He is not going to take this fight. He's not. Why would he's he? He's not. Why would he? There's no reason for him to take this fight because if he loses, he loses as a. Th- what is he? Thirty nine years old now.
1: Yeah, he's at least thirty nine. It's not pushing forty. Or
0: forty so. or forty. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll look him up. But it's there's just no reason to do this fight. It just doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah,
1: so, I agree. I, Here's the thing, though, man, I, I didn't... I assume you didn't watch the, the the embedded the embedded videos? He's 39. No, I didn't. So, in the embedded video, you know, you, you you understand the embedded videos, right? They're just kind of like the countdown videos, but they're more mm-hmm. like documentary style behind the yeah. scenes and every day they have an episode mm-hmm. or whatever leading up to the fight. So, I was I always watch them every video. You do, yeah. Because cause I love them. I love those t- styles of uh, or types of videos, but they have him on right. I'm watching them. They got Khabib because they're they got Islam mm-hmm. on there, and they Khabib walks into the hotel room or whatever, and they 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 go Khabib, no no, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They got his name right, and then they have the caption of his name, and then underneath the name they go UFC lightweight champion.
0: <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so like, dumb.
1: they're just like tr- trying to trick fans. Like see, like he's not he's retired, still our champion. He's still the,
0: ch- he the champion. <laughs> no, I believe Khabib. Like, oh I believe, gosh. I believe Khabib. And if he says that he's not coming back, he's not coming he's back. Not coming back. And I just man. why would I'm he sorry. come back? Why? No, about- I mean he know he everything that I've said. He already knew and is already calculated. I'm fighting a 32 year old guy, in his prime, at the top of his game. And GSP knows that no matter how good he looks in training right now, uh, he knows he's not at the top of his game. No. And then he said and I he says as soon as I cut weight you heard that interview he did with Michael Bisping it's a gr- oh, Those yeah, of yeah. you who want to know what GSP thinks about this go find the uh, Michael Bisping and Luis Gomez interview with um or Luis Gomez I think he goes by with with George St. Pierre and listen to what he says. He goes as soon as I cut weight I so there's the age so there's one advantage. Now He's going to have me cut to his weight. Now there's a second advantage I give to him. He's at the top of his game. I haven't fought. So that's like a third. He goes, it's too many, you know, it's too many advantages. Like, you know, he's, the guy is so cerebral. He's calculated. He's thought about everything. He knows what his legacy is. And he knows that we will, we will and should go on not knowing, uh, you know, who, who would be better. Because they they occurred at two different times, and it should have happened like four or five years ago. The problem is that Khabib was always hurt, so he couldn't put his record together. He missed weight, you know, all these kinds of things. And otherwise, Khabib would have been champion like, what, four years ago, five years ago? So Yeah,
1: I mean, Khabib at that time, when he was getting all these injuries, was even contemplating just retiring.
0: Yeah, he was very disillusioned. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was at that point so yep. he's, he's an, like yeah a couple yeah i mean he's
0: he, he's an amazing fighter and i i sitting here today and i'll, I'll ask nick what he thinks i don't know who would have won that fight i really don't
1: yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know.
0: know it's just too hard to tell
1: i would think george if 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 george was able to but like ugh.
0: It, we don't know. It's just don't we don't know, know how yeah. George would have stood up with his wrestling against him. Like George would, off
1: his back, like how would that? Oh,
0: no. That I mean, back, off his back. No, I'm not picking anybody off their back, but you have to plan not to be on your back. You know, you have I to know. be able I'm to just wrestle. With that,
1: like George off his back. I mean, we haven't seen that. When's, 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 the last, when's the time when you saw George on his back in a fight?
0: Man, um, he, ha- he has been. Again, Shields—he was on his back a little bit. Was he really? Was yeah, Shields? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I
1: think Hendricks took him down.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe Hendricks. I mean, he's—he's he's been on his back. But uh, it wasn't
1: but, like for a while. Like no, he, it wasn't for got, a long I mean, it time. Like, yeah.
0: it would it, have—it would have it been a lot about who can, who could get the advantage in the, um, you know, could George get Khabib striking a little bit because his takedowns. His timing on a takedown, and I think Ben Askren even said this, his timing was just outstanding. It was just absolutely outstanding is the way that he now that Ben isn't kind of like angling for a fight with him, he was very complimentary of the way that George integrated his wrestling into MMA. So if he could have got a takedown on Kabib, now you have George on top of Kabib. George was a great ground impounder. Do we get some scrambles? You know, Kabib maybe the better submission grappler, but people said that George is very strong on top. Uh, not all, if you notice when George got people down, they usually didn't get up until the end of the round. Yeah. Um. He was great with throwing elbows from top watch. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to say George would have won. I'm not going to say Khabib would have won. Maybe that's me being a fan. I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I what do I think George could have won.
1: I think I would favor George. Okay. I think his short. Sure, I think his his smooth jab and everything. Maybe his timing and his takedowns.
0: He would have to. think could be. Yeah, I you, think he'd be you... better
1: off his back than George would be, if you know, say both those guys are on their back. I think could be probably is, has a better guard, potential better guard. I don't know. I haven't really seen George's guard in, in any sort of jujitsu well, or. J- George's standpoint.
0: George's passing was great. Um, George. Had an enormous am- um, amount of flexibility in his thoracic spine and his spine, and he would pressure down and flip his hips up and pass. He was a great passer. Yeah, I mean, he passer.
1: passed D.J. Penn's guard like. Oh, he like passed
0: everybody's. Well, I mean, yeah, you I know. mean, he he passed everybody's guard. He was yeah. a phenomenal passer, so it was very difficult to get com- comfortable on the bottom. It's just yeah. really, really is too Khabib, hard
1: Khabib Khabib to say. Was- brilliant too so oh yeah I the there's top, no doubt man the top game i think is pretty even the bottom pretty game even. probably bottom khabib. game i would prefer um khabib khabib just because i've seen we've just seen footage of him on his back and triangling guys in practice and uh, he's in everything he's so, outrageous just saw the footage you know i don't just because there's no footage of george Saint Pierre just playing guard a bunch doesn't mean he doesn't have it but just based on what I've seen, I think Khabib would probably have the better bottom game, but I don't know. I would favor George though, just being yeah objective. It's, it's I like both fighters. I really do.
0: It's fascinating. But, it's a fascinating matchup, and it may have been one of those where on one meeting, it might've been George on another meeting. It might've been Khabib yeah. and it may just have gone like that, but unfortunately just because of Khabib was not just, able to get a name by the time that yeah. George would have, Wanted to fight him because George wanted to see a body of work, and by the time that that Khabib got there, George was way too old. So it would have had to have been a younger Khabib um, against uh, George, and it would have had to have probably been George at the time after Hendricks when he had taken like a year off of fighting. Yeah, and but then see, come back. if you
1: take that, the the legacy, the buildup isn't there anymore because you don't know. You, you go back in time, you don't know. How good Khabib is, you know. You know he's really good. But well, I knew because yourself. I picked him you to do, be champion like, from
0: day one. But yeah, 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 yeah.
1: which is which but, a lot of people have. have but it didn't have George's fallen. attention. Yeah, but like it's just the build ups to these matches are all about their past sort of successes, right? And so you, you you accumulate all these past successes, and you have this body work, and then you. Then they have like you know you basically put these these guys are put on a pedestal based on all their accomplishments right. But when they don't have those accomplishments, the real the fight the narrative of the fight really isn't there for people to get excited. So yeah, great a uh, Khabib be before he won the title fighting George St. Pierre when he just maybe squeaked out a near victory for Johnny Hendricks that would have been a great fight. But the narrative would never never have been the same as it is right now. Fortunately, they have the body of work, and they have all the accolades. You know, George St. Pierre is eight years removed, seven years, however, what, five years since his last fight and everything. Khabib's retired, so it just doesn't match up. It's the, this happens all the time. It happens all the time with MMA fans like you and myself and others. We like to have our imaginations run wild, like who would win a prime a Prime GSP or a Prime Anderson Silva. Who would win? Uh, prime Anderson Silva or a John Jones. It's like all these all these all these events are you know freaking fantasy type matchups are great to talk about but it just for me, I just leave it at that. We could have a conversation like me and you, but who could win? Maybe not. Blah blah blah. But to actually go beyond that and try to
0: yeah, don't be sure forward, about it because you don't yeah, know. Just
1: really make it a reality. It's just it's uh, you're wasting your your emotions, your effort, your whatever, <laughs> your energy on something that's never gonna happen. Granted, they did tease us about it, but I am if you're logical you know they're not going to make it so
0: oh Sorry. no they're not they're not george is not gonna i think i think that what dana is trying to do and we're gonna close with this right here um because i don't really care to talk about Dominic cruz and casey kenny and joe benavidez got destroyed by a 125 pound could be so what are you gonna do? Um, I mean that—that's oh, exactly. No, I told when they when they made that fight, I told you that, right? Because we Did. had a big. Remember, we had that Did. big argument that night where I'm like, "Dude, I don't hate Benavidez, but you know, I told you what my issues were. But I said I didn't think the UFC should do that to him, and he got owned by this guy. I mean, it was amazing that he survived, but that's a statement. To how tough the guy is, but he had absolutely yeah. nothing for Askar Askarov. No, nothing.
1: He he, he got outclassed and on the feet, on the ground. Oh
0: yeah, Megan Olivi it take his just... ass to the house, get him fixed up, get him a com a suit, a commentator job, and get him out of there because he is yeah, not that's... gonna sniff the title again. That's your new that's your new uh, light a flyweight champion right there. That's, you know, I said it when Khabib beat Kamal Shalarus in his first fight. And I called Larry Pepe. I was down in Brazil. I was watching I think you think, think Asgroff could beat uh Figueredo? Yeah. Oh yeah. Figueroa can't wrestle. He's gonna get taken down and put on his back. You think he's gonna submit this guy? He's not. Probably not. That's man. the equalizer. No, he's not. Look, he couldn't do anything with uh with uh, with uh Moreno. You
1: think Moreno could, think Moreno could beat Ascroft?
0: No. I think I I think Askarov beat Moreno, uh, in a decision in an early fight already. I'm about to look that up. Look it up, yeah. You're probably right.
1: You're probably right. I believe you. Over, yeah. Uh...
0: So, no, um, Joe B is dope, man. But you know. Well, I always thought you were a Joe B hater, so. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> a hater. I just, I told you why I didn't like the guy. And even know, Jucia told me he was very nice to him. Yeah. But I, um. No, they never fought. They never fought. He I lost thought...
1: Sergio Pettis. This is, uh, Brandon Moreno. He lost to Sergio Pettis and lost to, yeah uh, Pantoja. Pantoja. Oh,
0: it was Pantoja. They beat yeah. him in decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I get that confused. All right, Nick. Um, oh no, the
1: draw. They had a draw for some reason. Split. It was split. A Moreno's. A
0: fu- he's fucking. He's. I a mean, Moreno's a beast. He's I such just, a tough fighter, I really, fighter, like, man. I
1: really like Moreno.
0: Yeah, there's so much to love about his game, and there's so much to love about Southern Rock, and you know who we're listening to here, Nick? Marshall Tucker Band. Oh, okay. I, was gonna say something else. I know this you like this one? I like this I like this one. Oh, go 1973, when Nick wasn't even a thing yet. it oh, like right. I... Can't you see? Oh, can't you see? Probably recorded at Peachtree Records in Georgia, where the Allman Brothers started that whole studio. With a bunch of oh, people came through see? there. Recorded people? Oh, their, their no, I think they were. They basically launched the way. studio that then Southern Rock kind of was okay. born and came through there. Molly Hatchet and. Alright. So, um. Let's just. We'll come back to this. We'll come back to Marshall Tucker. Um. What else we got, Nick? Is that about it? What do we got this week?
1: Uh, oh, we have. Is fighting. Uh, what's his face? Le- he was supposed to fight Kamzat, but then Kamzat
0: has that crazy
1: COVID nineteen.
0: And what a lovely message that he left. Uh, that Leon left for. Um, left for uh, Kamzat. That get well and take care of your family and yeah, all that stuff.
1: It's just, yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's like everyone's 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 trying to make money. one's trying to derail. No one wants to have their career just kind of taken away from them. Granted, Kamzad, I think we'll, I think he's he's aiming to come back. If he had that speed. Or, <laughs> yeah, we don't.
0: Me, me and Will already handled that business last week, man. So, yeah. Okay. I did my Dana. I did my Dana and my Kamzat um No, not Kamzad, Dana, and uh, the uh, leader from Chechnya. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that's probably gonna get me killed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um But yeah, I'm very. Who do you like, uh, Leon Edwards or Bala Muhammad?
1: I don't really know a whole lot about Bala Muhammad. He's so got I'll a go motor like, that does not stop. Is he like? It seems like he's he's got good wrestling. He's got good striking. Yes. Pretty well rounded. And a motor. Like <laughs> Leon. Yeah, well, Leon could go too. Like Leon doesn't get tired. So I don't know. I think based on that style matchup, I think if Leon could beat a guy like that, you know. That's
0: huge. This is actually a great fight that they've come up with. This is a really, really good fight. I don't think Leon will get the takedown in this fight. I think Bilal is just, he's just he just doesn't stop. He's either attacking your legs or hitting you or shooting a takedown. He's a very, very well-rounded fighter. I don't even, I mean, I, I think I almost have to take Bilal just because he's been active and Leon hasn't. Yeah. So I don't know. That's what fair. a great that's fight, fair. man! I love Leon Edwards, man. I, I hope he wins just because he's been screwed so bad. I get respect, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope he does. But
1: well, I mean, Leon just has to get a fight, you know? He's just got. Oh, he has to take this yeah. fight. There's no two he ways about it. Has to fight. I think that's the reason. I think he's just. It just seems like that's his mentality. It's like he care a lot. Like, like towel shots, great, but just it's been what over cool a year yeah brother bad, need to get love. his ass in the cage yeah
0: he just needs to get the just to get back in there he's badass man i got one love for him um well is that all you got nick yeah i mean you could talk about Cruz a little bit just really quickly there's I mean, nothing was the good thing
1: okay. for him he, all he right let me for sh- it let me get rid of I'll marshall
0: Tuggerman.
1: <laughs> just real quick okay go ahead I love me some Dominic Cruz. I think he's great, but you know, I know yeah, well I love him well fought victory, but I mean I don't see him beating a, a Corey Sandhagen, Aljamin Sterling, Petrion. I don't I don't even even TJ, if TJ's you know, comes no. back and usual I don't see him beating any of those guys based on what I saw, unfortunately. Granted, Casey Dom. Kenny's a tough guy, but I don't know.
0: Dom I think is with smarter Cruz, it's than... like he
1: just doesn't have that. Sorry to cut you off, but he just doesn't have that that power threat with his with his strikes. You
0: know? This is not about that. This this whole fight and Dominic is not about going to get a title. He knows he's not gonna get a title. Okay. He is out to take fights that are interesting to him, that are skill and age appropriate, they're gonna make him money. So a Jose Aldo would be appropriate.
1: Okay. You know, another Dillashaw okay.
0: fight might be appropriate depending upon how he fares in his comeback. But Dillashaw's not looking at Dominic Cruz right now, obviously. He's looking at a a title I think Dana already said he's going to fight a title eliminator uh, when he comes back as his first fight. So, um, For Cruz, it's about staying active and getting paid and not taking guys that he thinks are younger and much more explosive than him. So yeah, Jose Aldo fight. Or what's his face, Marlon Morris, or whatever. So,
1: or how about uh, what's his face, Sugar Sean O'Malley? What do you think of he that? would not
0: take that fight. I you don't think, think he O'Malley
1: would. Would just blow him away.
0: Uh, no, I, I don't know who would necessarily. I you know I could see Sean O'Malley winning. It doesn't make any sense unless the UFC made him do it. Uh, then then it then um and and they can't right. So, because he already has a commentating job with them, so I don't see him taking a fight with Sean O'Malley. I think he'll take a guy like Casey Kenny that he thought he could tool him around or an age appropriate fight. And it's just like Khabib. The, just to go back, the thing that really pisses them off is that they know they can't make Khabib do anything because they know at a drop of a hat, he's putting up two middle fingers and saying, I'm not fighting. There's no... There's zero bullshit. And it's the same thing with Dom. He already has a job there. Um, he already hasn't fought for... I forget what they said. They they gave a stat that he had his... Casey Kenny had one more UFC fight than he has? Or something ridiculous like that. So he yeah. hasn't... Since he's been in the UFC. So he hasn't had a lot of fights. And... There's no reason he knows he's not going to win the title, so what's the point? You think he's going to fight a, you know, a Zabit Magomed Sharipov or something? No, he's not going to do that.
1: In case 16 and 3.
0: Yeah, but in the UFC, I mean, I think he has, like, one more fight than Dom or something. Okay. Because he's gone so long, like, entire year and a half time frames where he didn't yeah find i mean and then,
1: then he had that three-year layoff just yeah so you know and...
0: yeah i think dom is yeah, just gonna take has
1: one two three four five six he's got seven ufc fights. casey kenny
0: yeah and dom has like six right yeah
1: i don't know let's see
0: yeah
1: yeah you probably got you're probably right he probably has around six i'm like...
0: not right i heard somebody else say this one, it's not two, something that three, i came four, up with five, on my own six,
1: seven. Oh. Well, Don has like one or two more than Casey Kenny. Yeah, so it's but like he's been around shit. for a lot longer. So
0: <laughs> he's been around since fucking the WEC was bought by UFC. So Yeah. So yeah, there's 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 no reason for, for him to fight. I mean, it would have been you know, uh, if Donald Cerrone were at hundred and thirty five pounds, we'd be talking about Dom Cruz versus Donald Cerrone. You know, that that's the kind of stuff that's that fair. He wants yeah. to do.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Sound that. okay.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Um all right, it's been over two hours, Nick. It's time to say goodbye. So, do what song do you want to go out to? It, am I, am I picking, or do you have something? Should we go back to Black Sabbath again?
1: Go back to yeah, Black Sabbath's fine.
0: All right, let's see what we got here. Yeah, I love this song. all right folks so that right there is black sabbath with sweet leaf this is uh, from the Master of Reality Record. 1971, people. 1970. Way before it's time. Um, it was a pleasure talking to my co-host again tonight, Nick Kazono. We didn't get Will Wu. He's got family stuff, taking care of his family, taking care of his business. But Fitness. we will be... Yes. But uh, assuming I make it uh, through the racetrack, unscathed on Saturday... We will have a Sunday night show for you, which, Nick, you're invited to if you want to talk UFOs with... i we'll um,
1: see if I could do it or not. I don't know how much... Stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll give you a time. It's going to be 8 p.m. I want to do it 8 p.m. UK time. So I'll we'll, we'll get a convert time.
1: Transition to? <laughs> yeah,
0: probably like 2 o'clock or something. 2 or 3 o'clock, something like yeah. that. Uh, p.m. And we're going to have on... Um, we're gonna have on Andy from um, Andy from that UFO podcast. The guy is the guy's amazing. So I'm yeah, really, I'm really looking cool. forward to that. He's such a dope dude. This really is the song that I like more, though. Black Sabbath with snowblind. Get get ready on the drums. Here you go, Nick. How about this bass right here? This is so badass. I gotta love it I just you know you come to the show you're gonna get some metal you're gonna get you don't know what you're gonna get with this show that's the thing that's great as long as your interests aren't just MMA and that you have some sort of diverging or diversity in, in the things that you're interested in you're gonna love this show so for my partner my co-host Nick Kazono, this is DJ San Marco saying peace out one love and we'll see you down the road